introduction. So this morning, let us rejoice and pray using Paul's words to the Ephesians. May we be rooted and grounded in love. May we comprehend in the company of all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth of holy joy. May we know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. May we be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. And as Jesus said, make the people sit down. And thank you for not doing it during the gospel because it's pretty authoritative. Make the people sit down. All right. I am still so delighted to be together with you in person. It was only a few weeks ago that we came back to this altar to receive communion after that long, bitter year without it. As I put the wafer into your hands, I saw tears in many eyes. My own eyes blurred and my throat tightened. I had to stop a minute and breathe. The joy in your faces, I'm sure, was mirrored in my own. It was so joyful. About that same time as we got back to communion, our Stephen ministers, those, that one-on-one -on -one ministry of pastoral listening and care for people who were going through difficult times, we learned about collective effervescence. Collective effervescence describes a sense of energy and harmony that people feel when they come together in a group around a shared purpose. That joy had been missing during the pandemic, but it came back at Easter on the football field as we praised God, celebrated Eucharist, and reveled in the company of our beloved St. Martins. Remember that? That was collective effervescence. Yeah, that was great. Eucharist brings collective effervescence every week to me with you all. Today's lessons are about doing Eucharist together. Eucharist is old older than the church. Eucharist is the sign that God feeds us and sustains us unceasingly. I love today's story from the Elisha cycle. Gehazi, that's the name of Elisha's servant, Gehazi. He derided the possibility of feeding a hundred people with 20 loaves. Can't be done. 
But Elisha prophesied, thus says the Lord, they shall eat and have some left. He set it before them, and they ate and had some left, according to the word of the Lord. Elisha prophesied that God wants people to be fed, and through faith it happened. Jesus was intimately aware of Elisha's act of faith. Jesus told and lived those stories of the ancestors. So just like Elisha, but greater than Elisha, with five loaves, Jesus fed 5,000 people and had 12 basketfuls left over. Jesus feeds us. as surely as he fed his followers on the mountain. He feeds us with the ancient sacrament of the Eucharist. Eucharist means thanksgiving. You know that, of course. But I want to share with you what enthralls me every time I experience it. That original Last Supper, sort of like the one on the mountain today, was a Passover meal. In the Passover meal, participants pray saying, in every generation, we must look upon ourselves as if we personally came out of Egypt. When Jesus took the bread and wine, he said, this is my body, this is my blood. It was part of the Passover prayer. And in the original Greek texts, Jesus went on to say, do this in anamnesis of me. Anamnesis, we translate it remembrance but it is more than remembering. Anamnesis means to actively participate in the power and presence of that past event, here and now, in our own lives. It means that the salvation provided for us in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection changes us and makes us holy. When we receive the body and blood of Christ, we do it in eternal time. We do it with Jesus' disciples. Eternal time is not time, it is now. It's the way God experiences time. We do it with Jesus' disciples at Jesus' eternal table. It happens now. We become the body of Christ in this world. Now, I like Richard Rohr 
who is a Franciscan friar, priest, and author. And he describes Eucharist in this powerful meditation. He says, mutual desiring and indwelling is the intended impact of the Eucharist. The Eucharist is an encounter of the heart, knowing Jesus' presence through our own offered presence. In the Eucharist, we move beyond mere words or rational thought, and we go to that place where we don't talk about the mystery anymore. We begin to chew on it. Jesus did not say, think about this, or stare at this, or even worship this. Instead, he said, eat this. We must move our knowing to the bodily, cellular, participative level. We must keep eating and drinking the mystery until one day it dawns on us in an undefended moment. My God, I really am what I eat. I also am the body of Christ. A body awareness of this sort is enough to steer and empower our entire faith life. So merely assenting to or saying the words will never give us the jolt we need to absorb the divine desire for us. I remember, this is me speaking now, not Richard, I remember receiving my own jolt when I truly realized the immensity of the act of Eucharist. I was about to distribute the Eucharistic wafers on a Sunday to people I knew well. I knew everyone's name at St. Paul's in Canton, Ohio. I had been attending there my whole adult life, and I'd been a deacon there for several years. But suddenly that day, as I looked into the face of the person to whom I was handing that wafer, he was a man a little younger than me, slightly overweight. He worked for JetBlue. His head was shaved. And all of a sudden, his face became the face of Jesus. His face didn't physically change exactly. My comprehension of what Jesus looks like changed radically. Here was now a holy face, a portrait of potential. I began smiling and the person Young, um, the person smiled back. He didn't know I'd had that epiphany, but he smiled. 
And I was a bit dazed and I went to the next person who was a woman about my age, reddish hair, losing its fire, lovely complexion. She returned my smile of recognition. She also showed me the face of Jesus. Each face that day metamorphosed into a glimpse of the divine countenance. Like the sun appearing from behind a cloud. Now, now it doesn't always happen. But when someone feels the mystery, looks up and smiles, it may happen between us. You have become Jesus for me. We are immersed together in the wonder of the indwelling Christ. I am so grateful to worship with you. We are invited and accepted into the eternal supper at Jesus' table. It is happening now and always in the mystical core of eternal presence. I'll meet you there. Amen.